Oh, God, how cool is it to be doing the podcast live from downtown Los Angeles, the City of Angels, host of Super Bowl LVII. Finally here, just hours away from Super Sunday, last game of the football season, and as always, Bet Online has you covered. Odds, scores, totals, players' performance, props. We love the props. Bet Online is number one for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football, of course. Bet Online has the NBA, the NHL, boxing, UFC, whatever you want. Favorite uh, Vegas casino games, too. Bet Online, your number one online wagering destination. Had to bet online as soon as you can. Use your phone or your home personal computer. And get a 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with the JT and Looney podcast. But you got to use the pro- promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, BELIEVE, to get that 50% welcome bonus. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. It's the JT and Looney podcast live from the LA Convention Center, site of Super Bowl 56. Great to see you, Tom. Oh, man, great to get some FaceTime. It's one of those pandemic things that happens to so many people where you now have email and Instagram and Facebook and FaceTime and Zoom. And so we have seen each other, but not in person. And we don't know when it was. That probably happens to a lot of people unique to our time. My mother-in-law asked, when was the last time I saw Looney? And I actually didn't know. I'm not sure. It might have been a fight. Yeah, it's I'm been a not while. Sure. Yeah. Well, the podcast is doing well. We're getting a chance to see each other. You took me to a unique restaurant in Little Tokyo the other night, oh which I enjoyed. God. I know wow. my Little Tokyo, as you know. I know. I know my pockets of Los Angeles. Every human being, I believe, every one of God's children has at least one area of genius. I have eleven. One of them is the city of Los Angeles and the secret pockets and the communities within communities of Los Angeles. You're staying in Little Tokyo, great place to stay. Well, I don't know if I'm staying in Little Tokyo. I don't know if I'm staying off a of skid row. No. I don't know if I'm You're staying Little Tokyo downtown. adjacent. Yeah, but which my, isn't a good thing. The, <laughs> the breaking news is my car is still here because I parked yes. it in a unique spot so far for a week. I got a parking story for you. As I drove, because today's my getaway day, I'm checking into a new hotel on the other side of town, and I checked out, and I'm parking here at the convention center, where all week I paid $20 to park. I met the guy, and I talked to him, and we became friends, and then today he jacked me up for 50 Wow. <laughs> yeah, 50 Wow. And I said, wait a second, so I think I'm pretty good at negotiating. Right. So I looked at him, and I go, hey, dude, I go, you're my guy. I've been here all week for 20 How about 30 he goes, no, man. He goes, I don't own the lot. I, it's 50. I go, come on, man. We've been talking all week. He goes, I can't do it. So, of course, I drive out of the lot thinking I'm proud. I'm not going to pay 50. I circle the convention center, which took about 20 minutes. Right, and course. I drove back with my tail between my legs <laughs> with the 50 out wow. the window to park in downtown Los Angeles. Tell everybody what you paid to park. Well, I paid $4. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're smarter than me. Oh my, well, I know my. For years, I've been going to Laker games and parking on the street two blocks away. A lot of people over the course of the years, for good reason, were afraid of downtown. But downtown has bloomed. It's much safer. There's more normal people than crazy people, and that wasn't always the case, especially when they built Staples Center. But everything around Staples Center has really bloomed. 
and it's a great young place to, to live and party and, and, and come on down to downtown. And so I've always known, as you know, my secret parking spaces, well, you probably shouldn't give this away, but that are only a couple of blocks away from Staples Center. There's four-hour parking meters two blocks away at 11th and Flower in front of Senorita's restaurant. And yesterday there was a space there for me because the odds do not apply to me, Jake. I know. That's the a, odds do not apply yes, to Yes, I, I firmly believe that Americans should not buy lottery tickets. It's a waste of money, but I buy them. <laughs> Because the odds do not. Do you buy the scratchers? To no, I don't do scratchers. I'm not a loser. <laughs> scratchers are for losers. I buy the, I buy the, uh, you know, the jackpot, the mega jackpot, the Powerball, the, the California lottery. I buy those because they get, they get to really exciting astronomical jackpots, that are very hard to win. Couple things I want to say. We're bopping around here. It is great to see so many people, so many people that we haven't seen in a while. Isn't it great? It's unbelievable. Big Mike. I mean, everybody that we lead the lap. Big Brother Jake. All these people that were a part of our heart and soul. Radio guys, not radio friends, real friends, and they're coming up to us to the podcast. Dave it's amazing. Singer, NFL Network, who I just ran into, I was one of my first producers at Extra Sports 1150. Back in 1998, same with Raj Groves, now with Mad Dog Radio, worked at Extra Sports 1150. It's uh, it's incredible how many people. Big Brother Jake, who's now got a worldwide brand with the Big Brother Jake podcast, uh, who is letting us use this incredible equipment, which is bringing out the high testosterone in my voice. I love this equipment. Oh, my God, I got to have a sure microphone. Right now, I, I don't. Uh, but, man, I love this. So, yeah, all the people were saying I didn't, you know, 15 or 20 of them, which I didn't realize I would run into. I'm loving this. Well, welcome to Podcast Row. It used to be Radio Row, but now right. everyone has a podcast. Everyone. Your aunt and uncle could have a podcast. It's Your sister could have a podcast. But we have a real podcast, and we're here on Radio Row. So, I'm serious about this. It used to be hundreds of radio stations. Now, take it down to maybe 80 or 90 radio stations and probably about... 50 podcast in here too that's the future did i see last night and uh, that, that dana carvey it was dana carvey and someone else have a podcast where they just tell saturday night live stories it's incredible it's dana carvey and david spade yes they had tom hanks on i listened to that as i drove out here it was fantastic and we'll find the name of it it was really good it, it makes me feel good because we, we, those of us who grew up in the cult of radio and have always loved it, we always think of it as a cult now because it used to be bigger than movies and bigger than television back in the day. And uh, those of us who love it were worried that it was withering on the vine. But it, it seems to be reborn in podcast form that people are really getting into storytelling and the spoken word, and I love that. It's called Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. And we should be careful because our boss, Bron, and their Believe team is there. Uh, right. We should be plugging our podcast. I know, we should. And not someone else's <laughs> podcast there. But it was really good. And, you know, the future of radio, the problem with podcasting at sporting events is the podcast is dead when the, when the sporting events are played. You right. know, I like to do podcasts about our friendship and our life and what's happening. Well, it's more evergreen. It's yeah. the way that someone could plug into it and say, oh, I like this, and then download one from four weeks ago, and we're not talking about week 11 of the NFL, which is great, 
for for that, but if we're but you and I have a lot more in common than week eleven in the NFL. Do you mind if I name drop? Go ahead. We love that. So yesterday I went last night I went to Ditka Jaws cigar party. Coach Dick is not doing well health wise, so he wasn't there. Your Mike, cigar party stories are great. These are great. Mike uh, Golick took over. Great guy, Mike Golick. Had him on the show yesterday. Formerly at ESPN, he's now working for Westwood. He's going to be the sideline reporter at the Super Bowl. Mike oh, Gold, wow. Which is really wow. cool for him. He was excited. So I went to the cigar party. There was a whole bunch of Hall of Famers there, cigars, seeing a lot of friends. And I get a text from my buddy who says, hey, meet me out on the street right now. We're in a black Suburban Cadillac. He pulls up, the door opens. It's Marcus Allen, Rod Woodson. Oh, Jesus. And my buddy, I go, Two go-. I go that's pretty cool. I get in. We go to this warehouse in Hollywood. Have no idea what it is. Giant warehouse. Turned out it was Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer, Bronco running backs party. Went up into the VIP, and it was a who's who. You know, T.O.'s wow. there. You wow. love T.O. And we're looking around at all these current players and former players. Had a great time. Fantastic time. And then my alarm went off in my head. I got, I got, <laughs> another, I got another radio show. Right. Uh, and then, uh, but it was just good to see Hollywood. You, I'm always fascinated because I lived in L.A. for 10 years. I've never been to the mansion parties in the hills. Everyone oh, says, oh, I'm having a party in the hills tonight. Have you ever been to one of those mansion parties? Well, we did. We went to one mansion party in the hills that was after a funeral, if you'll remember. Which was one oh, of the, right, we Andrew. Have, yeah, we did go to yeah, that. Yeah, that was at Dresch's house, Andrew, yeah. Andrew's funeral. Well, my yes. mentor, your mentor, Andrew Ashwood. Yeah, and that turned out to be a party. Yes. Let's, let's yeah, tell that story quickly. Andrew Ashwood, who I wrote my book, The Handoff, about. James Washington. Our great oh friend, God. wow, the great J-Dub, look at that. Wow, isn't it amazing we would be talking about Andrew and J-Dub is standing behind That's us. why, because wow. he's always looking down on us. He's always, <laughs> yes. he's always connecting us. Yeah, jump on in for a second. James Washington, the former UCLA legend, the legend of the Dallas Cowboys, our former teammate yeah, our on friend. Fox Sports Radio. Man, look at this. Are we having a reunion here? Today? We are having a reunion. Bro, you remember them days? Absolutely. Do you know what we just tripped into, the story we just tripped into? He just said, we were talking about everything going on. He just said, I've never been to a party in the Hollywood Hills. I said, yes, you have. Andrew Ashwood's funeral party in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, and you right? were there. Yeah. And then we turned around and you were standing there. Well, one thing about that quickly, <laughs> about that party that was amazing. Andrew dies. We have his ceremony his memorial and we go up with jay glazer david hill yep. of fox is there yep. the yeah. king of fox yeah. and we're at the house and andrew loved to do tequila shots with orange slices yes, yes that was his big deal yes. so the next thing you know after four or five <laughs> bottles of tequila people are coming in and out it was the perfect way to celebrate someone's life. It was. It, it was, was a incredible. party, and that's yes. the way he would have wanted it. It's swimming pools, people dancing shirtless, uh, tequila bottles all over the place with limes, if you remember. Yes. And uh, and so many of our wonderful colleagues, and we were celebrating a life. We mourned the death earlier, and we celebrated the life. I just loved the, the message also from the universe that we, we would be talking about that spontaneously, and we turn around and you're sitting there. And, you know, and if we just start talking about Andrew Ashwood, he's the guy mm -hmm. who got me started in radio he believed in me it's just a great family that andrew ashwood built and 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 it took me about about a year and a half to kind of bounce back from all that was taking place yeah that was and right. i had because he was a guy that was full of life you know james washington did nascar james washington mm. did um was it the do tour well, i mean yes, i, yes, I, remember you know, I yes. mean i I learned about so many... And when you're many, saying James Washington, you're referring to yourself in the third person like a crazy person? I do that every once in a while. 
I'm just okay. saying, we just we just got down like that. So um, just more than honored to be part of this conversation. Oh, isn't it? And, and, it was, and the team, he, he, he promoted camaraderie. You know, uh, we knew each other. So we, we had been to each other's homes. We had uh, we spent social time together, time on the road together. It yes. was really a, it was really a nice time. How long have you been retired? Ooh, since ninety five. Ninety five. So, so okay. When did you start getting sore afterwards? Did, or or are you at all? Do you say? You know, I I you know I have I've always had, I came into the league with a bad knee. Oh, so okay. I have, wow. I've had, okay. I've had nine operations. I've uh -huh. had. Um, and I had no posterior ligament. I have um, medial lateral and a lateral release. So the biggest problem I would say is my shoulders. Uh -huh. um, with all that, that, that crashing and burning and banging, I, um, I got a great helpmate now. Okay. You know, um, and she's kept me healthy. She's kept me. Um, is her name Vicodin? <laughs> I had to get off that one, man. I had to get off of that one. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> he still got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, when any when normal people uh, stop playing football, it's our last game in high school. Most people, yeah. we miss it forever. You think? Oh, yeah, because most of us don't go on and play Division One and go on to the Dallas Cowboys, Dude. James Newsflash. But here's my point. How bad do you miss it? The day that I left and left my cleats i left everything behind well, really okay so you don't have this nostalgia had, back because i had a lot of success okay, okay. I, I was drafted by the rams we had an nfc championship uh -huh. we lost my career eight years okay uh -huh. i went to four nfc championships two super bowls <laughs> oh, see, and i was in the playoffs um six of those eight years wow okay you know so it was like i've always been in a competitive deal in college i won two rose bowls i was the mvp of the fiesta bowl so, football, and I didn't start playing. You didn't leave much on the table. No, what I'm trying to tell you, though, yeah. um, football, I didn't start playing football until 11th grade. Oh, wow. So wow, this okay. is not my this is not my thing. Well, I don't know if you know this. Now I was a Pop Warner superstar. I was an early bloomer. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> and, I can tell. Uh, and, uh, so sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, I was unstoppable. Yes. It was unbelievable. Was you unstoppable? Uh, and then by about eleventh grade, everyone got now, everybody was taller than you. Very, and I didn't have good coaching. I didn't have people tell me what was working before, just pushing people out of the way. Is yeah. it going to work for you anymore? And I yeah. wasn't smart enough to figure it out myself. I became very average. But I think most people, though, who've played football have a great, you know, their last game is their senior year. You can't go down to the YMCA and play. So they miss it incredibly. You don't miss it the way the rest of us wannabes miss football. You know what? I, I, when, I, when I was done, uh -huh. I, I was, like I said, I was talking to Norv Turner. He was the head coach of the Washington Redskins at the time. And we both looked at each other, and we both knew I was done. Uh -huh. And my knees was hurting. I didn't want to practice. You know, it was like, and I love the game. And, and, and the thing that I have so much passion for the game, I gave the game everything. Yeah. Meaning that, and you, everybody who knows me knows that I'm, I'm, I'm very emotional, and I'm very um, energized, and I, I carry it. So I didn't know how to turn it off. It took me probably about two to three years to learn how to turn it off or turn it down. I think of you often for this reason. When my back is sore, I think of you because I would come into Ooh, the right. Wait, wait, time out. Don't think of me when you're back. <laughs> well, let wait, me wait, finish. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> how he gonna say? Wait, how he gonna say when his back is sore? He thinks of me. 
Yeah. <laughs> but here's why. You're too short for me, man. <laughs> I like I like them tall funny. with a little bit more meat on it. <laughs> I walked into the radio station one day, was complaining about my back, and you said, because you know, I was usually always coming yeah, in from you, the yeah, gym, yes, yeah. and you said to me, did you ever think about not working out? <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you and know he's walking around. He's got <laughs> muscle shirts on all the time. He okay, James Washington, our friend, former Dallas Cowboy, broadcaster, and good person. Thanks for joining us on the JT and Looney Podcast. Hey, thank you guys for having me, man. We now interrupt our in-depth team coverage of Super Bowl LVII live on tape from the Los Angeles Convention Center for this very important commercial announcement from Masterworks. But it won't sound like a commercial announcement. It'll just sound like I'm talking because I am a broadcast professional. I don't know if I ever told you that I have almost all original art in my home. I've made an investment in art. I did it years ago. And what I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing as well. He invests in stocks, crypto, and art, just like the great myself. And now you can invest like the goat and me with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And you know what's really cool? Art outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. IRR is fancy financial jargon for internal rate of return. And 30% is amazing. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the goat. Go to masterworks.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V, the name of this network. Masterworks.art slash believe. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. The JT and Looney podcast here from the Media Center at Super Bowl LVI. I gotta get rid of those Roman numerals, JT. They've been doing it for a while. Now it's very confusing. <laughs> yes, it is very confusing. Because we don't know them. Yes. Oh, I've n- I never took Roman when I went to high school, <laughs> so I don't know that at all. So, uh, Do you know uh, what? I guess over the years, I remember when, um, long before our time in the 70s, JT, they used to have like Super Bowl 71, Super Bowl 72, but it usually, like, let's say Super Bowl 72 was also a reflection of what would happen in the 71 season, and it was always confusing. It's probably not. You know, since the, since the season spans two years, not necessarily the worst idea, but almost like we've said about UFC 132. Oh, Could you that. imagine if they did that with the heavyweight championship fights and instead of saying Ali Frazier won at the Garden, we were calling it, do you remember heavyweight championship 87 at the Garden? And they, still, they, they still don't change that. No, they don't. No. You know, speaking of that, we're looking at these two life-size giant posters of Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford, good time to get to our Super Bowl pick. Sure. Because I had the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers with the Bills winning. I felt so great with that pick all year long until Buffalo fell asleep for 13 seconds. 13 seconds. And Green Bay had a guy named Aaron Rodgers who forgot how to play football. He forgot how to play in that game. He was nervous and scared at home. 
in Lambeau where, remember, they were the one seed. They would have had San Francisco play there. They would have won. They would have been here. Well, he he had temporary insanity. He went to bed as a football player and woke up smarter than the president. And does, so something happened, and then he showed up for a football game and played terrible. Well, I think I know what happened because I think he uh, ended up becoming Joe Rogan's latest conspiracy theory or muse. <laughs> he ended up being Joe Rogan's muse, and Joe Rogan is the reason he's not in there. But with my Super Bowl pick, I'm going to get right to it. I believe that the Rams have so much more experience. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, yep. a former Super Bowl MVP, the big one, Super Bowl 50. You go around with all the players they have. Odell Beckham Jr. now. Cooper Cup had the greatest season ever. Their offensive line is decent. Their defensive line is overwhelming. I want Cincinnati to win the game, but I'm going to pick the Rams to win the Super Bowl 28 to 23 they win and they cover the four and a half point spread and i think it'll be bigger than that and the main problem is you you mentioned the great stars from the rams and the first four or five you mentioned were on defense and the problem is with the cincinnati bengals offensive line it really is an anomaly that a team with a, such a poor offensive line would make it to the Super Bowl. That goes to show what Joe Burrow has done, putting the entire team on his shoulders. If they were to win this Super Bowl, that'll be how it happens because normally the teams that make it to the Super Bowl are almost always the teams with the best offensive lines, but we don't talk about that because it's boring to talk about offensive lines. We want to talk about the Ferraris at linebacker, defensive tackle, or in the backfield or playing quarterback. And that's why I think the, the Los Angeles Rams win this one 41 27. Wow, that's a it's high not going to be. Yeah, well, remember, over the course of most of our life, the Super Bowls weren't close. And then we've had, we've been, had this wonderful gift. Great, great point. Yeah. Blowouts. Yes. Blowouts. We've had a wonderful gift. I think it began with Ben Roethlisberger and Kurt Warner. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was one of the closer Super Bowls. Or you could say Kurt Warner in the Rams and the Titans. That was an incredible Super Bowl ending at the one-yard line. It didn't really, until not until this century, did we have some good Super Bowls. But for the most part, at macro, take a look at the big picture. We've had blowouts in Super Bowls. And that's what I think we're going to have on Sunday. Speaking of Super Bowls, my good friend who's no longer with us, Cliff Branch, got into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He'll be inducted in the summer. He passed away unexpectedly a few years ago, but it was incredible that he got the call. His family got the call last night. An emotional time for me. I was at the Ditka Jaws party. I looked down on my phone, because that's how we get all our information. Tears started coming down my face. I walked away from the group of guys I was with. I told my wife, I don't remember the last time I cried, and that's not a good thing. Oh, you're I mean, a guy. Yeah, I, I, we, we can never yeah, remember. I, yeah. I, should, I should have a good cry every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, we should. It's cleansing. Just to but connect with that. We can usually never name it. Tears were, tears were coming down my face, and then the owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis, called me about an hour after that because he knew how tight I was, and it's Mark's best friend. His best friend was Cliff Branch, and he called me overjoyed, emotional, and I just talked to him, and I wanted to share that on our podcast. Here's my conversation with the Raiders owner, Mark Davis. Mark, thanks for doing this. What a great night last night. Thrilled that you would join us today. Hey, JT. How you doing, man? Couldn't be better. It was so great last night for Cliff and his family. Your best friend. Take me through your emotions of last night. Um, you know, it, it was something It was a long time coming. Um, I don't believe anybody's uh, more deserving to be in the Hall of Fame than Cliff Branch. Um, the things that he did on the football field were just extraordinary. Um, 
things he did off the field were extraordinary. And like I say, I don't think anybody's more deserving than Cliff Branch to be a Hall of Famer. Mark, can you share with us uh, some of the best parts of your relationship, your friendship, how far it goes back, and how he became your best friend? Well, you know, uh, shoot, I guess it was 72 when uh, Cliff came into the league, uh, was drafted uh, out of Colorado. Um, from At that moment, we became friends. Um, I watched his career, uh, you know, all the way through. Uh, watched him develop as a wide receiver. Watched uh, Fred Volitnikoff help him with on-field uh, things. Watched Tom Flores as his position coach. Uh, develop him into a uh, uh, just a great wide receiver. Um, Cliff wasn't only just speed. He was also a technician. He could run routes. He could catch the ball with his hands. Um, just do everything it took. He had power and speed. But uh, we uh, became friends and uh, grew through the years. And uh, at one point, I uh, became his agent and negotiated with my father and uh was kicked out of the house that year, and uh, Cliff came on. This was 1980, 79 and 80, and uh, Cliff, Cliff, uh, Cliff uh, ended up catching two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden I was back in the family. Incredible story. Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders, joins us. What did you learn about your dad and Cliff during that negotiation? A lot of people haven't heard that story. Um, it was it would actually it came out really well. What we ended up doing was uh, creating what was a, an, an annuity for Cliff at the time. Um, not many people were doing that. One of the reasons I became an agent for Cliff was that agents were just negotiating contracts and then they wouldn't talk to their clients again until they the next time their contract was up. I saw the need to do financial planning and those types of things for guys so, I brought in a team of people, a very, very good friend of ours, Larry Delson, and uh, myself and uh, a few other people, and created a, uh, a thing called an annuity uh, with my dad. And it was actually my dad's idea to do it, uh, which is something that was paying Cliff throughout his, uh, after his career was over. He was still being paid on his contract up until the day that he died. And uh, it's something that, you know, I'm grateful that my dad came up with the concept I'm grateful that we got it done, and, uh, you know, it helped Cliff through his life. Raiders owner Mark Davis joins us. What about your mom's relationship with Cliff, knowing that Cliff was your best friend? How has that evolved? Well, Cliff was her second son, and she absolutely loved him. He loved her. Um, they, just, they, they just got along great. You know, after uh, every game, every home game, uh, we would go out to dinner, with my mom, this is after my dad passed, uh, we'd go out to dinner with my mom uh, somewhere in Oakland, and Cliff would always be there at dinner. Uh, he'd be one of the people that would come. And uh, those were special nights with uh, Clem Daniels, my mom, George Atkinson, uh, and a couple of other people. Uh, Joe Morgan would come quite a few times, the baseball player. And uh, they just had a wonderful, wonderful relationship. You know, Mark, I was pretty emotional last night when I got the news because I thought of George Atkinson, and George brought me into the Raiders along with you and, you know, those shows I did with George on radio and TV, and George has been through a rough patch in his personal life, but he's done great with football. He's a legend, and I'm sure you talked to George. Can you talk about the relationship between George Atkinson and Cliff Branch? 
Oh, they had a wonderful relationship. And again, that, that was, you know, back in starting in 72, I believe they were roommates at a time. And uh, George helped turn Cliff into what it, what it is to become a pro football player. And uh, their, their relationship lasted all the way through the, that it, Cliff's life and uh, still continues today, if I might say so. Um, George is just unbelievable. And those guys were just, they were just great to hang out with and just so much fun. Um, it's, it's a, it was a different world back then. Absolutely. Mark Davis is our guest. So, Mark, how did you handle the weight all these years with Cliff? And not so much the private conversations, but you working the back scenes at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, knowing people, Marcus Allen, Howie Long, the members of the Hall of Fame. Coach Flores and Charles Woodson went in in this past class. But what changed when you went back to the Hall of Fame and everybody knew it was long overdue for Cliff Branch? Well, you know, i got to give a lot of credit to uh, people like Mel Blunt, uh, Joe Green, uh, Kenny Easley, Marcus Allen, uh, God, just so many people that, again, more so guys that, than, than that played with him, but guys that played against him and continually uh, made, made, made the case for Cliff. And I think that's what it was really the thing to do was, it wasn't really everybody that knew Cliff, but it was the people that had to cover him, the people that had to make game plans for him uh, to cover him. And eventually that, that broke through. And uh, I'm grateful, really grateful for Cliff's family, for the Raider Nation, and for the Raider organization that they finally recognized the greatness of Cliff Branch and how game-changing he was. Uh, and that's what I think makes for a Hall of Famer, is somebody that left a mark on the game that nobody else could have done. Mark, could you share with us what happened when Cliff's house burned down and how you stepped up and what those conversations were like? Because Cliff liked to go to autograph signings. He, you know, had a lot of memorabilia of his own, and the fire was a big story, and he got out alive, and that's the big takeaway with his rings. <laughs> it, 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 I'm laughing, but it's, it's not funny. But Cliff's house was like a museum. Yeah. Um, you could not walk into his house without having to move through boxes and boxes and boxes of memorabilia that he had collected over the years and he had the fire up there and he woke up and uh, they were calling for him to, you know, evacuate his home. And he did. But the one thing that he wouldn't do is he would not leave his Super Bowl rings behind. So he ran back into the house, went through the safe, got his Super Bowl rings and drove out and got out alive. And, uh, with all of the loss and everything, Cliff didn't lose his, his, uh, his happy-go-lucky attitude. You know, he, he understood that he lost everything, but it didn't, it didn't deter him. And two or three days later, they had the 10-1 uh, shooting down in uh, Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And Cliff came down, and instead of worrying about his problems, he went and helped uh, people in the community of Las Vegas, spoke with the, uh, the authorities, spoke with uh, uh, victims, and just, again, it was just what, who Cliff Branch was. He uh, always looking out for others. He'd give you the shirt off his back. And that's, that's, some, sometimes that's a saying that's not true, but in Cliff's case, it always was. Raiders owner Mark Davis as we wrap it up. You know, Mark, we all have best friends in our life. You know, I have my best friend, best man at my wedding. Other people listening all have a best friend, and... It was tough to watch you go through this. You lost your best friend, and you had big goals, and the team was moving and relocating, and 
fans couldn't go to the games uh, season one before the fans were allowed back. And you knew in the back of your mind that Cliff was going to be a big part of this, on the field with you, sitting next to you in the owner's box. And how have you come to grips with this now? Because we're going to celebrate Cliff's life going forward. I can imagine what your emotions are going to be like as you go to Canton to present him. Well, you know, it's funny. A few people texted me last night and saying that they were with, they were, they wished that Cliff was here to, you know, to witness this and be a part of this. And my only uh, answer is he was and is. Cliff is part of this right now. I think he's here with us. Um, he's up there with another team. He's up there with, with Al Davis. He's up there with John Madden. He's up there with Kenny Stabler. He's up there with uh, 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 Gene Upshaw, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's just it's it's he's joined another team, and it's a joint. It's a team that he's joined that's forever. Um, he'll be a Hall of Famer forever. He'll his memories will outlive any of ours, and uh, so deservedly so. And uh, you know, I'll miss him, but I think about him every day, and I really do believe that he's here with us. Mark, we'll talk football and the new coach and the GM later on in another conversation, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Coach Madden's event on Monday at the Coliseum for all our listeners in the Bay Area, how important that is for you, your family, and the Madden family, his celebration of life. Well, of course, you know, uh, Coach Madden was very, very special to the Raider, Raider organization, to the Raider Nation, um, and to me personally. He, he helped me quite a bit after my father passed away. Um, in, in all kinds of things and that I would consult with him on. Uh, he was so special. And, uh, you know, again, we're sorry that he's gone as well. Um, but he's here with us, too. And his, his, the things that he brought to my life will never go away. And so he'll never be forgotten with me. Thanks for doing this, Mark. I know you're busy, and it was important you to come on and the listeners really appreciate it. Your passion for Cliff, your best friend, and that great night last night. And we're going to celebrate it here all weekend long in Los Angeles and for decades to come. Thanks for coming on. Hey, JT. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate you. So after that, you're seeing how emotional he is and how important that was for him, losing your best friend and not being able to celebrate that moment with him. When is the National Football League and the people who vote for this stuff going to stop voting dead Raiders into the Hall of Fame. What, that's, you know, people's grandsons crying. Ken Stabler's grandchildren pulling down. The grand snakes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and the, seeing the bust and then falling apart. It shouldn't be people's children and grandchildren falling apart posthumously. It should be, the person who's elected to the Hall of Fame should be there. And Cliff Branch has so many better numbers than so many Hall of Famers. What the hell took so long? Yeah, and a lot of younger listeners on our podcast probably don't know Cliff Branch. You right. go to YouTube and see what he's done. And then, you know, when you talk about players throughout their career, some get left behind, some get yeah, forgotten. Yep. And Cliff was one of those left forgotten. Uh, I want to mention NordVPN, a new sponsor here on the JT and Looney podcast and with the Believe Radio Network. I had to look up what a VPN is. A VPN is a virus protection network, a virtual protection network. You know, they kind of hide your Internet activity in your location to avoid being tracked so you can freely browse the Internet without worrying about Big Brother looking over your shoulder. NordVPN gives you peace of mind, world's best VPN service, fastest connectivity, most servers, next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use your NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. 
So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal right now. Go to NordVPN.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Use the promo code believe, B-L-E-A-V. And get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. If you, It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's NordVPN. Get yourself some peace of mind with Nord. So, as we record this podcast, I'm moving out of my Airbnb in Skid Row. With roommates. With roommates. <laughs> and I'm moving to the, one of the most legendary hotels in Beverly Hills because a friend of mine bought a whole bunch of rooms and a couple of guys no-showed, so he's throwing me that. I envision myself in an hour asking someone to bring me by my second beer, sitting by a pool, and pretending to be a Hollywood star. <laughs> That's, well, the place where you're staying, you know, the place where you're staying also used to be owned forever. It's no longer owned by Merv Griffin, but that's because Merv isn't with us anymore. But Merv Griffin owned that for yeah. a long time. Talk about a guy who was able to double dip and have side hustles <laughs> as a talk show host and a game show owner and a motel owner. Was that guy amazing or what? He was incredible. And again, a guy who didn't mind owning everything and hosting it as well. I know. Right? You know what yep. I mean? Like, I, oh, he I, would actually work on the puzzles for Wheel of Fortune. That was his idea. His I didn't game know show. That. He liked coming up with the yeah. With the Who puzzles. was a better interviewer, Dick Cavett or Merv Griffin? Oh. And we're getting way out of the demo now. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're getting way out of the demo. Oh shit! Why did I just wow. say that? Well, that because we're talk show guys. We grew up. Our parents were watching them. I watched them all. My mother was watching them. I. I'm a big, I'm a fan of them all uh, over the years. Those were, those are, it's a different apple and different orange. Merv Griffin was a folksy show business type interviewer, and Dick Cavett was a comedian intellectual. It was two different styles. And I, I'll go with Larry King, my favorite Larry King oh, interview. He loved you. He loved you. Oh, That's yes. why you're saying it. He loved you. And Larry King had a swami on one night as I was driving around my car late at night. When he, the, the radio show was great. He had all different kinds of guests back in the day when it was more eclectic before he had Secretary of States and stuff. And uh, he, he said, what makes one a swami? I was like, I loved his questions because they were like five words long. What makes one a swami? Which is the first thing everybody wants to know when a swami sits down is what the hell is a swami? That is incredible. Yeah. Larry King. The you know, Larry King Swami story. You were talking about Larry King started on late night radio. Yes. Late, late night radio where Art Bell worked and he worked in our company, Premier. Yeah. And speaking of Premier, one of my mentors, Craig Kitchen, is over there. Now, Craig Kitchen is one of, and everybody Google it, Craig Kitchen is one of the most important people in the history of radio. He had Premier before he sold it. He right. launched Fox Sports Radio. Yep. He's been the longtime agent and the guy behind the scenes for Rush Limbaugh, Dr. Laura, Jim Rome's entire career, yep. our career, and he's walking Radio Row. And when I'm around that man, you want to talk about a Swami. I talk about more of a Buddha right. and a Swami. This guy is the only guy that I know that can calm me down. <laughs> I mean, I mean just so calm me down to a level where you listen to him. And you never interrupt him because what he's saying, it feels like you're talking to a man who knows so much more about everything than you do. And anybody who runs a company, whether it's a manager of a restaurant, the owner of a restaurant, any type of business where you have more than one employee, 
you can learn from him. When he started Premier Radio Networks, there were five guys over at Kiss FM on Sunset Boulevard. They wrote jokes for Rick D's morning show, and they decided to break off and do it for every morning show in the country. Rick wasn't too happy about that. So they launched it, and the company had five guys. Eventually, when it had hundreds, he still knew everyone's name. You did. Because he started, he knew everyone's name and everyone's role because he was there when it was just five friends. Well, we're, giving, we're talking about Craig because he's standing a couple feet away from us, but as we wrap this up, I just wanted to say I came into this radio row. You know, our former employers here, and they just bother me. I don't want to be around them on mm -hmm. the radio. Some of my friends who work there, I want to talk to and see. Some of them I want to avoid, not our radio friends, but right. management. And it took a day to get over that and then to just calm down and do, I think we did great radio. I don't know of a better lineup in all of sports radio this week. Got real lucky. But then seeing Jake, seeing Big Mike, seeing all of our former friends on radio who are still our friends, I'm going to remember this one and plus all our new podcast friends at Believe. And I would like to thank the United Nations for putting JT 600 feet from those people he doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to see. <laughs> of course he got over it. They're how, 600 feet how, away. How lucky. <laughs> how lucky am I to be that fucking far away? <laughs> I mean, did I luck out? Yes, you did. You could have been. You could have been a lot closer. They are six hundred feet away. Yeah, no exaggeration. Well, they, they could stay eight hundred. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of good things to talk about. And uh, why am I nervous about the traffic? As I, as I, why am I? Why do I even think about this? Oh, I live in. Okay, I'm going to a different part of LA. What should I be concerned about? Because it's Friday, and it's Friday at. 2.15, what, what should I be concerned I, about? Here's what you should be concerned about, traffic. <laughs> and yeah, you, you got it all right, and you're going, can I say what part of the city, what part of the city? Yeah, you're, going yeah, you're going into Beverly Hills. When they started putting up the freeway system, there was one city that said, there's no freeways going through our neighborhood. That was Beverly Hills. So there's no quick way in and out. They didn't want the riffraff coming in and out quickly into Beverly Hills. They wanted to make it hard to get to. Was that before or after Bugsy got assassinated? Oh, that was after Bugsy got assassinated. Yeah, the real big freeway system went up in the 50s, 60s. Yeah. So that was after. What a great by the way, maybe the greatest movie of all time. Did you see, Jake, how I just set him up? I knew oh. he was going to get there. You I have know. you don't have it on. So Mount Rushmore oh. is only four. There's only four president so when everyone says my mount rushmore don't be an idiot and have five it's not because you know what you know you know what five is five is a top five list okay yes mount rushmore means four so i'll go first because you just released your maybe number one okay all time for me number one platoon oh yeah you love because your war the, movies no, yeah. because of the experience i had in the theater okay up at geneseo when it came out and everyone in the movie was silent and everybody after the movie walked out to this beautiful college campus silent. I, I'll never forget wow. the image the in my mind, the impact it had on me. Number two, Raging Bull. Oh, wow. De Niro's Sports greatest movie. performance. Oh, the weight lost, his greatest performance. I'm going to throw in the other one, which I think is very important, Godfather 2. Godfather 2, which, was, God. which did win Best Picture. And this is really going to piss you off because I'm going to do another war movie. Oh, no, you and your this. war movies. I'm going to put Saving Private Ryan in my Mount Rushmore with Tom Hanks' legendary performance. So those are my top four movies of all time on the Believe Podcast. And I'm what not looking at you because I'm looking through my phone because I know I have my movies written down. You know, one thing, a uh, fun fact I want to give you about Saving Private Ryan. 
you know, we weren't supposed to know who Private Ryan was the entire film. But one thing that happened to the movie before it came out was that uh, the, the, the lead, what's his name? Um, who played Private Ryan? Matt Damon. Matt Damon became famous. He wasn't famous when they made Private, Saving Private Ryan. He really became mega, mega, mega famous. And so then we knew what the, what the person looked like that they were looking for. So it kind of threw the movie off. My top, I'm looking through my movie list because I don't want to leave anything out, but I'll just have to do it spontaneously. Bugsy at number one, I already said that, because every time it comes on, I can't stop looking at it. If, whether if it's on, right. it's on cable, no, it's, you know, everyone has those movies. So Bugsy, maybe number one. When you talk about impactful, The Wizard of Oz was impactful. In Ooh, our house, we wow. had to sit down for wow. it. Wow, yeah. And, uh, I, and so The Wizard of Oz would have to be. Now, it's still, you know, I've seen it so many times, and you've seen it since you were a kid. That, but, you know, it has historically, it's got such a great impact. Do you know the first time anybody ever saw a film in color? It's when Dorothy opened that door over the rainbow. No one had ever seen color film. Could you imagine what happened to that movie theater when they opened up and saw color and saw over the rainbow? So also with its historical impact, that would come in at number two. Uh, I want to throw in Birdie. Oh, it's probably going down the birdie rabbit hole. Yes. God damn it. You're going there. You know why? Because it wouldn't have been on there, but you mentioned the impact and the impact that it had on me when I walked out of the movie theater. Sometimes a movie gets you in a mood. And let's at number four, let's go with Cinderella Man. Put in a sports oh, movie. Nice. Yeah, because of the, you know, the chicken soup for the soul story that it is. That would be my top four. Thanks to Big Brother Jake for letting us have the podcasting equipment. Yes. This was a big moment for us, connecting with him, connecting with you. Love you, man. Good to see you Love you, too. And Jake, same thing. If you ask Jake Warner a favor, you know what he says? He doesn't say, what? He says, yes. He's a great man. Good man. Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Thank you, Jake. Oh, yes. Very, very cool. No worries. Let us see you on the Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.